going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Blake Benz Podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to be giving you some good advice and thought that we would be talking about some branding today, which is why I'm mentioning my business name, Good Advice Coaching. And uh, if you've been following my business at all, you've seen that yesterday we put out a new website for uh, our business. And so, you know, we got some spring cleaning going on. And so did a big overhaul of the website and put out a brand new one. It's a lot easier to navigate, really simple, makes it really clear what we do. And today's podcast episode isn't just to, it's not just to plug the website, though uh, you should definitely check it out and tell me what you think. The point of today's episode is I want to talk through some things that I've been seeing happening in business, especially with some people that I've been working with. And more importantly, it's actually what led me to do the website redesign. And I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a pull the trigger type of person. And it's actually why you know, my business model, the way it operates, it, it operates in a way that is, um, when I work with some, here's a great way to think of it. So in, in a lot of coaching companies or, or consultative companies, the way people, uh, the way they offer their services is they offer something that's like, it, it spans over several months. And so maybe you would pay, to get training for an employee, or maybe you would pay to get coaching over like a six month period. Well, my, you know, and there's nothing wrong with this business model, by the way, it's actually really common. Well, for me, I am someone who I like to pull the trigger. I like to go fast. I like to, you know what? We know what we need to do. We know the problem we need to solve. Let's solve it. Let's get it done. And let's, let's get you back on track for wherever you're heading for your business. And so for me, rather than offering something like six months of coaching, I usually do something like four to six weeks and it's week to week. And then if someone wants to keep, and, and, and ideally I've solved the problem in that four to six week span, otherwise uh, I'm not nearly as good as I should be. Uh, and, and, and then if people want to keep working with me, they can. Well, I've been working with people and I've been thinking in the back of my mind that, you know, I really need to... Uh, and, and this is super common with new business owners. You put something together that's just frankly good enough for right now. And we don't just do it with the website. A lot of times we do it with employees. Uh, I think about you know when we bought our first home and we were moving into our house and you know there were things that needed to be cleaned up that weren't quite you know right or fixed or whatever. And it was kind of like, eh, that's good enough. You know, so I think we're all familiar with good enough syndrome, right? And especially when, you know, for me, when I kickstarted my business, I didn't, I didn't take any kind of donations for it. No one gave me any money. I mean, it was literally actually, you know, one person did give me money and it was my wife. And so I have pretty much drained her bank account uh, running my business. And so uh, if anything, she has a lot of stake and emotional investment in my business, not just as a good partner, but because I owe her a lot of money that I need to pay back her. And uh, so, you know, whenever you're putting together a business, and especially if you're if you're doing it on your own, you know, you're you're looking at things that are totally good enough for right now. And so, you know, like the logo I got for my business, and I still don't really have a logo, but the logo was something that came off of Canva.com, which is like a free resource to create 
um, all sort of graphic design stuff. So I got the free logo off Canva. You know, I got business cards that cost me like $18. You know, so I'm, you know, I got this website that cost me like, you know, $20 a month. I mean, it's all dirt cheap. And it's totally this representation of good enough syndrome, right? I mean, it's, it's, we're just trying to get things that are good enough. Well, as time goes on and you're looking to reinvest back into your business, a lot of times it's when you go back to some of these things and you say, you know what, that's really not good enough for me right now. I want to get something a little nicer, a little more productive for the people who visit what I'm doing. And uh, that's kind of the angle I was going through with my business, but more importantly, when we talk brand and we talk branding, there's been a trend that I've seen in business owners and especially, so for me, the way I advertise myself is I, I have uh, organic advertising. So people who know me, who refer me to other people. And, uh, and in some cases, I pay money to people where you know they refer someone to me and I give them part of that uh, income as like a thank you for thanks for referring me. So I have, but for the most part, I have like this organic, non-paid, you know, just, it's just what happens naturally from people who meet me. Well, on the other hand, I have actual paid advertising. So I have Google advertising, I have Facebook advertising. Uh, I'm hit or miss on LinkedIn advertising because right now the LinkedIn cost is so inexorbitantly higher than all the others, but I might dabble in that a little bit. Well, as you spend time running these ads, and I've been running ads now for about six months, uh, I have spent thousands of dollars in advertising, uh, which is just, it makes me sick to my stomach, but it's, it's also the speed to sale, right? I mean, you can't, in some ways, you know, the word of mouth only goes so far or it only goes so fast, right? And so I've been spending a lot of time doing advertising and I'm, I'm by no means an advertising guru, but I, I, something that's true about me is I do learn pretty quickly and I, Although I'm not a marketing guru, I've learned enough about what doesn't work for ads. And, and you know, there's plenty of my own ads that don't work. There's plenty of things in retrospect where someone might say, hey, you know what, this really doesn't work very well. And so I'm, I'm not even immune to this. But I want to talk about brand today because if there's one thing I'm noticing, especially in the advertising world, and it's not even like advertising, it's in the marketing world, it's in the selling world. If you're going to sell anything to anyone, whether that's your own services, maybe you're selling uh, you know, who your company is so that they'll, they'll come to you for something down the road. I mean, this is for for-profit, non-profit, whatever. There's two things that are crucial to be able to sell to someone. And I'm going to tell you what it is, and you're going to hear it, and you're going to say, yeah, duh, totally, got it. And yet, this is something that is such a struggle for people. In fact, it's it's weird to me how I could not really understand this until, until I really started putting money into advertising. But even now, I still don't fully understand it, but I know I at least understand it more than than a lot of other people do. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something and it's going to sound really simple and like a no brainer. Uh, but, but I also want to challenge you in it because it's, it's, there is a trend of salespeople or marketers, business owners, whoever, who are struggling in understanding this. The only two things that matter from a selling perspective is selling. Well, let me, let me back up. 
the the one thing first of all that matters is you have to sell what people want. This means that you have to communicate what you're selling in a way that your buyer would understand. And the two things I want to talk about with this are simplifying and clarifying what you offer. Simplify and clarify. And I'm going to talk about those two things together because I think what we do sometimes is we overcomplicate what we do for people. And sometimes it's not like about complications. Sometimes it's we use language that people who are not in our industry wouldn't fully understand. So a, a really great, I did an episode uh, on Monday that talked about this a little bit where, you know, I would talk to business owners and I would say like, you know, do you, are you looking to improve your culture? Are you looking to get a, a better culture? And I wouldn't really get much interest there. And it's, I think it's for two reasons. I think it's one, a lot of people don't really think about culture until they run a large organization of people. And two, there's a misperception of culture that is, you know, a culture is actually, you know what? I actually just talked to a, a, a business owner yesterday who he did know what culture was in the sense of he's know that he knows the term, but he said, Hey, our, my, my culture is really toxic. What should I do? Should I take the team out to happy hour? Should I bring in like some homemade dessert? And I was kind of laughing because I was like, oh my gosh, this is the cliche of what people think that culture is. And so if I'm advertising to people to get a better culture, well, there, there aren't people who are necessarily looking to spend money on that because they're thinking, well, I mean, how much do I really care about, you know, that fluffy stuff? Or how much do I really care about, you know, I'm not really looking to spend money on making everyone necessarily happier in my business. And so there's misperceptions around culture. So when I use that terminology, it doesn't always resonate with my clientele. So what I have to do instead is I'm trying to find ways to communicate what I offer in a way that they understand. So instead of saying, are you looking to get a better culture? I might say something like, are you looking to have employees that you don't have to micromanage? And so now someone's interested because they're thinking, well, I don't want to be a micromanager. Uh, or I might even say, you know, are you looking to get uh, your employees to do what they say they're going to do or get employees who care about your business more than you do or, you know, and the list goes on and on. And I, so I'm I'm trying all these different these different things to see what resonates. And the, the big takeaway that I've run into is I have to find a way to really clarify and simplify what is it that I offer and especially when people think of my brand. You know, I think about like the company Mattress Firm. There's no confusion over what Mattress Firm does. You know, there's no confusion over that whatsoever. You know, there's 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 no confusion around Burger King. We got it. We know it, right? I mean, we we totally got it down. But I think this is really funny and I it's it's interesting to me in like the tech startup world because in the tech startup world, we have it's like you have to have this spiffy company and these these companies are you know usually in California or in some like really this this place that is like a hotbed for innovation like LA or San Francisco or wherever. And what's really funny is all of these companies they have to it's it's like they have to do the hipster thing and come up with a name for their company that is like tech oriented. So like a really tangible example of this Uber what the heck's an Uber? Amazon. What's a Google? 
or especially some of these smaller companies. And I'm just going to, and it's funny because I'm always looking for new resources for my business because there's, you know, pretty much anything you want to do to run your business, you can find these resources online. Like, for example, uh, I want to process invoices. Well, is there a company out there that can do my invoices for me uh, in an easy way? And so you have Zoho or you have Zapier or you have Stripe or you have, you know, all these random uh, there's one, Jobber. I'm looking at one right now, Zencast. It's like all of these different companies. It's it's not super clear on what they are and what they do based on their name alone. And this is this podcast is less about, you know, you got to have a name that communicates exactly what it is you offer. Although it doesn't hurt you. You know, it's it's obviously a good idea to have an intuitive name. You know, I was talking to someone who his coaching company was like, I think it was called like Stallion or something like that. And I was like, what is Stallion? What is that? Which, you know, I'm biased in thinking that good advice or good advice coaching is at least a little bit implicit on what it offers. But we're talking a little bit less about even even the, the name of your business when we talk brand. And we're talking instead about how do you make it so stupidly simple that people know exactly what it is they get from you and they're able to process through getting what they need from you in a very simple way. And so we're going to break this up into two different buckets. We're going to talk about clarification and simplifying the process. And if you're ever going to sell anything, this is crucially important for you. So let's talk, let's talk, uh, and I, you know, it's so funny as I, I'm, even as I'm doing this podcast, I'm getting these words backwards. Let's talk clarifying what you offer first. Okay. When I first started my business, one target demographic that I was interested in were brand new entrepreneurs. Now, I don't know how smart it was for me to target these people because what is stereotypical about a new entrepreneur is that they don't have any money. And so I'm not sure where I was going with this from like a business standpoint or especially from like a paying off the debt that I owe my wife standpoint. But so talking to a new entrepreneur, my advertising, the language I was using was something like, if you work with me, I will refine your value offer or I will improve your value offer or I will improve your go-to-market strategy or I will improve, you know, you see what I'm saying here. I'm, I'm, I, I had this approach that in my field, these are expressions that we use really naturally you know, when someone says, what's your value offer? What do you value? What's your value statement even? These are things that for the most part aren't, you it'd be, you'd be, you would be hard pressed to find someone who would say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that means. Well, a brand new entrepreneur doesn't have the experience to know that language. And more importantly, and, and this, and I think this is where we go the next step on this. It's even less about language. And it's more important to understand what exactly is the pain point of my person that I'm trying to offer my services to. The pain point of a new entrepreneur, they aren't, they aren't laying in their bed at night, looking up at their ceiling, thinking, man, my value offer needs to be refined. What are they thinking about? They're thinking, how do I get, how do I get more customers? Or how do I get customer number one or number 10? 
You know, how do I make more money? How do I get, you know, if it's someone who maybe they left their job, I know when I left my job, I was thinking, how do I how do I get back to the salary level I was at before so that my my quality of life hasn't changed? And so the the big hiccup in my advertising was it was less about even the language behind it and it was more about the fact that I'm not even really speaking to the problem. Now, is the answer is the answer to refine the value offer? Absolutely, but the person isn't thinking of it in terms of the answer because because then they would already be taking the steps to actually make that happen. What they're thinking about is I need to get more customers or I don't have enough money or I'm not making enough money. And so that's what you then communicate to that person, right? You know, in the same way I'm and I it's interesting because you you know, obviously you don't always have direct access to your customers. So sometimes it takes a lot of testing. It takes a lot of trying out different things. You know, so for me, what this looks like is when I talk about culture or management or like scaling a business, I'll go through phases of I'll try different language. I'll try different Uh, Let's try this expression. Let's try approaching it from this problem. And that then verifies to me if people are interested in it or not. And so you have to be able to simplify. And I think think you have to be able to clarify what exactly it is you're offering. If you can't provide a, a simple understanding, and I'm talking like a sentence or less, what you offer to someone with clarity, people are not going to buy from you. And this is probably even even one of the biggest struggles for me at my I have a weekly BNI group. And every morning at that BNI group, and this is a, a meeting space where you basically are networking with other professionals and it's like a referral network. So you're not you aren't selling to those people in the room. You are communicating who you are so that they can then sell you to people in their own network. And uh it's it's a pretty cool uh it's a great organization. Well, Something that's true for me is I I can be a talker, right? Well, you only got 30 seconds to a minute to really talk about your business. And so that's even been a big struggle for me is what do I say in the next 45 seconds that is going to communicate exactly what problem I solve and what I can then offer to to actually solve that where someone says, I need to call that person and I need to pick up the phone and talk to that person. And and I like, you know, I said this already, I'm not a guru in this. I don't have this down. It's something that I'm growing into. I'm realizing, okay, I need to approach this from a different way. And, you know, in hindsight, when I think about some of the things that I've tried to sell in the past, especially with my old company, my old company, we had this thing called Senior Team Alignment. And it was a really phenomenal program, phenomenal program. But in hindsight, if I could go back and sell that differently, I wouldn't have even called it senior team alignment. I would have called it something different. I would have said, this is what you need. You know, this is, and I, I maybe I would, would have even called it by the outcome. And so we had this program where it basically gets everyone on your senior team on the same page in terms of what are our goals, what's the direction we're heading, how can we communicate better, how can we work together better. And it's all for the it's all for the result of basically making more money, uh, being more productive, especially being more productive maybe with less resources. 
And so there's like 20 different ways you could have painted the outcomes of this program. And yet every time I tried to sell it, I said, hey, you know what? Would you be interested in our senior team alignment? Which, you know, again, you have maybe someone who likes you, like they trust you, who says, yeah, tell me more. But the majority of people are going to say, what, huh? Uh, No, I don't think I really want a senior team alignment. So it's gotta be brutally clear. I mean, down to down to not even assuming your customers are dumb. But and here's, here's a great way to think about this. I was working with a marketer and we were talking and I had done some work with J.B. Hunt. And J.B. Hunt, you know, they're a trucking company. They sometimes call themselves a logistics company or they're in the logistics industry. And I was talking to this marketer and we were talking about different industries I could, I could try to market myself to. And I said, you know, I might be able to work with like the logistics, the logistics industry. And he was like, what the heck's the logistics industry? This guy's a multi-million dollar marketer. And he goes, why wouldn't you just call it a trucking company? And I was like, well, I mean, I do sometimes, but sometimes I call it a logistics company. And he was like, yeah, but I mean, you know, trucking is so much more relatable and understandable than logistics. And what you want to do is you want to be able to talk to people in a way that you're not assuming they are dumb, but you're making it as simple as possible because you want that funnel in terms of access to you to be as wide as possible. You want as many people as possible to know exactly what it is that you're offering. I see this a lot of times in uh, service-based businesses. One of the things that, that I just get a kick out of, so doing all this Facebook advertising, I see a lot of other people's ads as well. I guess because I spend money on Facebook and because I'm a small business owner, I get like inundated with ads on my own feed. Well, I get a kick out of this sometimes because uh, since I'm in the coaching world, I get a lot of ads for other coaches uh, because Facebook's like, hey, you're a coach. You like coaching. Would you ever want to hire a coach? And so I get a lot of these, um, I guess you could call them life coaches. Maybe you can call them mindset coaches. And I don't want to diminish at all the work that these people are doing. But here's what I really like. If you called a lawn service and you said, or I have mine, Advanced Lawns, if you called that, that company and you said, hey, what do, you, what do you do for a living? What do you guys offer? And they'd say, oh, we offer a lawn service. We cut people's lawn or we put you know, weed killer out or whatever. You know, if you called uh, a gym, you know, if you called a gym up, Fitness One, and you said, or Planet Fitness, and you said, what do you guys offer? They'd say, we offer gym memberships, and it costs this much, and this is everything you get. And so you have these businesses that are tried and true in terms of how they communicate their identity and what they offer to people. And oddly enough, as soon as you start talking to a coach, uh, this is a trap that I fall into myself, But especially a lot of these life coaches, I see ads that say things like unlock the inner you or, um, you know, uh, unleash your true potential, fix your mindset, uh, have a happier mindset, have a happier lifestyle. And a lot of these things are, you know, they're built on they're they're built on positive emotions and that's fine. And we know that these kind of emotions sell to some people. I don't know how profitable they are in the long term, however. I don't know if the person who's ready to drop six grand on coaching is ready to pull their wallet out for unleash you know, their true potential unless it's an already established brand like Tony Robbins. You know, Tony Robbins is like the epitome of, of this sort of life coach 
And and I think that's actually probably the mistake that people run into is they see someone like Tony Robbins do it and they say, well, if Tony Robbins is doing it, I just need to mimic, I just need to mimic what he's doing. And what they fail to understand is that they themselves lack the brand and the clarity of their brand that gets people to buy from them. What would be more useful would be un- unleash your potential so that you can do X, whatever that X is, you know, whatever that thing is. And so it, wherever you are in your business, whether you are offering something service-based, uh, especially this is really crucial for someone who runs a nonprofit who's going to donors you know, a lot of business owners who run nonprofits are very empathetically driven. They have really great stories of people they've served, but it's not super clear exactly what they offer for uh, the people that they benefit. And so a really great example of this, one nonprofit I was talking to, they said, well, we help at-risk teens, okay, to do what? (laughs) What are you helping them to do? We help at-risk teens by providing what? You know, so you, you want people to understand exactly what it is you do, what you offer, and what that means. So this this, clear, this clarity piece, this clarification piece is so crucial for your business. You know, uh, and it, it doesn't have to be service industry. I mean, let's say you're a construction company. We do this. Because, and here's the deal, it's, it's the reason you want to be as specific as possible is because when someone is ready to buy, you want them to think of you exactly, you specifically. That's the person, that's my go-to person for it. So you have this clarity piece, you also have this simplification piece. And this is probably one of my biggest pet peeves, and it's why I revamped my website, because I, I have talked to so many people about this, but naturally, like the good coach I am, I had ignored some of my own advice for myself. And there's this really important thing that comes to simplification of, another way to think of this would be like access to your services. And it's the steps that people have to go through to connect with you, to buy from you, to learn more about what you do. And the problem that I find with a lot of owners is they create a lot of barriers that prevent, or, or rather maybe there are hoops that people have to jump through to actually get the help that they need from you. So a really great example of this would be, let's say you, you sell, um, let's say you sell candles, okay? I have a neighbor who sells candles. And so let's, let's you know, pick his business for an example. Let's say you sell candles. And so you throw up a website and uh, you want, ideally you want someone to buy candles from you. And so what happens is someone goes to the website and you have like the landing page and maybe there's a link that says, click here to look at our website or to look at our candle listing. So they click on that link and then you have the candles divided out maybe by scents. So like lavender or lilac or, you know, I don't really know my candle flavors, unfortunately. Um, (laughs) Some of you guys, you're like addicted to candles. You're like, how could you not know more than those two? I don't know. I don't even know if lilac is really a candle scent. It sounds like it is, but I don't, I don't know. Well, so you have it divided out by cents and then you click on that and then there's another listing and it says like tall candles, short candles, long wicks, short wicks, uh, crackling wicks. I don't know. I'm assuming people will buy that. And so you click through that and then you have like wax based, soy based, you know, you have all these different, I don't, I don't know. You have all these different options that people can click through. 
And what happens is someone creates all of these steps and then they're frustrated that people don't buy from them. Well, the reason they don't buy from you is not because you have uh, you don't have a quality product. It's because no one has time to click through all of those different pages. And so a better way to approach it then would be to have going all the way back to the landing page. You have a landing page with the, you know, maybe your three best candles that your top sellers right there that say top sellers where people can just click to buy right there. Amazon has emulated this really well. If you if you are an avid Amazon user, you've noticed you have the add to cart button, but right below that you have the one click purchase button. I'm going to break it to you. I'm going to give you some news that might frustrate you. Amazon did not add that for your convenience. Amazon added that because they know the the selling rate, the conversion rate is significantly higher when you remove steps from purchasing. Because think about it. You go into your cart. Maybe you have some buyer remorse. Maybe you say, eh, I don't know if I want to do this right now. And maybe you back out of the cart and in the, in the retail world or in the selling world, we call this uh, abandoned cart. It's, it's the people who got to the cart, were ready to click purchase and then said, eh, never mind, this is not for me. So there's power in removing the steps that people have to go through to get a hold of you. And so here's, here's a really tangible way to understand this. The way that I've seen businesses operate, even my, I've even been part of businesses that operated this way. The way that a customer would maybe contact me or a potential customer would contact me to uh, buy coaching services from me or maybe they want to buy like an online course from me or something like that. Well, what would happen is this person would go to my website, they'd look through all of it. Okay, this looks pretty interesting. And then maybe they'd see my email at the bottom. And so it'd be like, you know, are you interested in buying? Email me at so-and-so. Are you, you know, do you want to sit down and have a conversation? Email me. Well, the person emails me. And then I have to email them back and hope that they don't, you know, they didn't just disappear. And then maybe I have to send them a link to my calendar. And so they go to my calendar and they find a time. And then we sit down and we have the meeting or whatever, and maybe they buy from me. There are so many steps through that that you're unlikely to have anyone except the most dedicated people actually sit down with you. And I was thinking about this because I was looking when I first made my website, the way I approached it was I was like, well, I mean, what does a typical website have? It has the it has the landing page, you know, like the home page. It has like I feel like every website has like an about us page. Uh, it has a our services page. It has a book a call page. It you know, so I had like these seven or eight, maybe even like ten, let's just say ten pages. These ten different pages that are all linked somewhere on my website. Well, I had this. I had this uh, tool that Google offers. It's called uh, Google Analytics, and what they do is they give you like enormous. It's an, it's an enormous trove of data on your website, and you can see who's clicking on what page. You can see how much time they're spending on each page. You can even pair it with other services to see like where people's. Uh, uh, if this wants, to, if you if you really want to be freaked out, uh, if you're the unassuming customer here. You can pair it with apps to see where do users spend like most of their mouse time, like their computer mouse, like where is it the pointer? Where do they spend most of the time on the page? Or which part, if it's a scrolling page, which part do they spend the most time on? Well, so I was looking through the data on this and 
you know, again, I had just kind of thrown the website together. I was like, that's eh, good enough for now. Had thrown the website together. And uh, so I opened up my Google Analytics on Monday, just a few days ago, and I was like, oh my gosh, everyone, I mean, everyone and their mom will go to my homepage, but the people who actually go to the other pages, it's like nothing. It's like nada. I mean, it is nothing. No one's going to these pages. Well, beyond the fact that maybe these pages aren't that interesting, I thought to myself, why am I putting all of this information that I want people to see on these pages that I am expecting them to click through to actually get through? And I think it's because a lot of times when we start our own business, we're really excited and it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to put my about me page on here because people are going to want to know who I am and oh, and, oh I'm going to put this on this page and that'll be really exciting. Oh, and testimonials here, that'll be really exciting. And you have this perception that everyone's going to be as interested in your business as you are when really, and it's not like malicious, it's just that people have limited time and space and capacity and they they just aren't. <laughs> they just aren't that interested in what you offer. And so I was looking at this and I was like, okay, here's what we need to do. We need to redesign this website. Let's take chunks from each one of these pages. Let's take the our services, testimonials, about me, uh, free content. Let's take all of the stuff and let's put it all on the front page. Let's get rid of the rest of the crap that no one cares about. Get it all on one page. And so that's what we did. And in fact, now when you go to goodadvicecoaching.com, you will see literally right there at the top, it says book a call right there. Email in, book a call, make it happen. Let's go. And that's because I'm trying to remove the steps it takes for someone to be able to connect with me. Now, these are just starter steps. You know, eventually what'll happen is I'll also have uh, a way for people like to purchase directly. I'll have a way for people to like get content directly because, you know, it's kind of like a first date. Like you don't try to kiss someone. I guess some people do. I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's on the first date, you're just getting to know the person, right? And so in the same way for like a prospective buyer or someone who's interacting with your brand for the first time, you're trying to build trust with them. And so you're not necessarily trying to like sell them directly. So I'm also looking at ways of how can I get people some of my content just right off the bat so they can start getting to know who I am. And, and, you know, all this to say, whatever you're offering to people, whatever you're trying to communicate to people, you want to you want to simplify the steps as best you can to get people to actually connect with you and interact with you. You know, the digital world, the digital market space, the way I think of it, it's like going to like a um, flea market and there's like kiosks set up everywhere. And so people are like bumping into everybody and, you know, they're just like, it's like a crowded space. How do you make it as easy as possible for someone to go directly to you, talk directly to you and get a taste of who you are and what you do? You know, there are ways to do that really well. There are ways to do that not so well. In fact, I was you know going off my candle example. I was talking to one person who he was trying to, he was trying to sell like some kind of marketing package. He like, I think he offered like advertising or something for Facebook and it was like, and when I say number of clicks, I mean like the number of pages you have to go through to actually buy from him. It was like seven different clicks, like seven, seven different pages of like, and I just kind of envisioned it like, are you sure you want to buy? Are you really sure you want to buy? 
And in general, it's I, I, I feel like it's so much more profitable when you make it as simple as possible for your business. So when we talk brand, when we talk business, when we talk about how you can get more customers, make it as clear as possible and simplify the process. That will do more for your business than frankly, any kind of like ad spending you could do. Because here's the deal. If you spend the ad revenue on this stuff, you will not see a return unless these two things are in place. On the flip side, if these two things are crystal clear, it will do more for you. It'll, it'll create more momentum than you would even realize simply because people know exactly they know exactly who you are and what you do and how to get what they need from you. Again, I'm not a guru. I'm still figuring this stuff out. I'm testing different language right now uh, and trying to figure that out for my own business. You know, what is it exactly that I do, especially because I work across so many different industries? You know, how do I make it crystal clear for people? Uh, But having said that, master these two things. And, and heck, if you are already a master at this, man, I want to I wanna bring you on the show. I want to bring you on the podcast and pick your brain and figure out exactly the way you approach it uh, and give some more advice, some good advice to our uh, listeners. Check out our website, www.goodadvicecoaching.com. I've also linked it on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, pretty much wherever. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Give me some feedback. As always, you can email me, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. If you want to have a conversation, if you want to talk, if you go to my website, you can actually book a call right there. So there you go. Uh, And as always, thanks for listening. I'll catch you all next week. See ya.